Hey, y'all, this is Eric, and you're listening to Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. What's going on, guys? Eric here with Southeastern Bowhunter. Um, you know, I didn't put anything out last week. Uh, this past weekend was our opener, and last week was absolutely insanely busy. I had so many things to get done before opening weekend. Um, had to make up plans for how I wanted to hunt, where I wanted to hunt, uh, you know, what I expected. And let's just say, you know, it wasn't a bad, a bad opener. Um, this episode is going to be kind of a recap. I do have, uh, that very special guest coming on tomorrow. We're recording. So this is kind of just like a Monday blues, uh, to go over what I went through what, what some of my buddies went through some, um, some new updates on properties, deer, and just, uh, some gear updates. I mean, just kind of recapping this past week. Um, I do apologize for not putting an episode out, but like I said, it was super, super busy, but, uh, we're back on track now. So hopefully I'll be able to find time, you know, my work schedule and hunting schedule and all that to keep putting episodes out. Um, and so, yeah, let's get into it. So Friday night, or I'm sorry, not Friday night, Friday afternoon, I went by my in-laws place and pulled, uh, the SD card out of the camera I have up there. I did put out some corn in a different spot over there. I tried moving to a little bit closer to the house, mainly because I had a tree that had a little bit more cover and I thought it would have been no big deal, but turns out nothing's daylighted. None of the bucks have gone to it. It's been nothing but does. There was like a tiny little spike buck that, you know, I mean, he came in, but again, they're there at like 2 a.m. So I, those deer are ridiculously smart at that place. I don't know if it's from the past uh, three years of me hunting over there and trying a bunch of different things and maybe sort of educating them. I really don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. So I decided yesterday to go ahead and just move everything back to the original feed spot, back to the original tree I was going to hunt out of. It's a tree I've been hunting out of literally for three years. Uh, never killed anything out of it, but I have seen deer out of it. I have, you know, most of the time that I was over there, I was hunting out of a ground blind. But because I'm not going to be guaranteed this spot all season, I saw no point in putting a ground blind in. So I'm just going to use my climber. Uh, which I'm going to touch on. I, I had a very rough experience with my climber um, on public Saturday evening, but I'll get to that. So anyway, Friday, check that out. Decided Saturday morning I was going to my grandparents' place. Um, Friday night, Pickles, one of my target bucks over there, he daylighted. So as you can imagine, I was fully expecting um, for him to show up that Saturday morning. Uh, so I get, I get to my grandparents' place Saturday morning at about 5.15. I walk in at about 5.30. It was misting and raining a little bit, so it was very easy to get in there quietly. Uh, my scent, I was using Nose Jammer. I used the body wash, the deodorant, the spray. I tried getting the laundry detergent, but I couldn't find it. So I just used the uh, Dead Downwind um, pods, kind of like a Tide Pod, but, you know, scent-free, scent-killing. And... Uh, you know, I got in and I realized I got in ridiculously early. So I don't think I'm going to go in that early next time because it really wasn't it wasn't necessary. You know, the sun doesn't show up or come up till like 7 o'clock, 7.15, something like that. Um, I know the earlier the better, but 
I don't know, man. I, I just, I got bored, <laughs> you know, when it's dark and you can't see anything and you think you see a deer, but then it turns out it's a bush. I mean, it's, it's just, there was no point in going in that early. So anyway, I'm sitting there and it's about 7:15, 7:20, 30, something like that. And I look down and then look back up. I only looked down for like maybe a minute and I was just thinking, okay, you know, how long do I want to sit? What am I, what am I expecting? I was checking my gear. I could see at this point, but my pins weren't bright enough yet. Um, so it was pr- still pretty dark. And I look up and see these two bucks. And at first, I I instantly started getting super nervous. Like my heart was racing. I mean, we all know that feeling. We see a deer for the first time at you know your first sit. If your heart's not racing when you see that first deer, uh, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't be hunting, but you know. I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being honest. Um, so anyway, I see these two bucks. They're probably like one and a half year olds. And at this property, I've got, I've, I've got this own rule of mine that I'm not going to shoot because I know that there's, you know, bigger bucks in there. And I, I've kind of got them a little bit patterned to an extent, um, which will change as the season goes on. And I know that, but you know, I'm not going to shoot a one and a half year old. Like, yeah, okay, it'd be cool to finally get my first buck, you know, with my bow. And believe me, they gave me plenty of time, plenty of shot opportunities. That nose jammer stuff worked perfectly. They were at 10 yards when they walked in and had no idea I was there. Um, I ranged them at 17 yards. So that's pretty much what, at least in that spot on that property, that's what my shot range is going to be. Plenty close. I prefer them to be closer. The closer, the better. Um... But yeah, they just hung out and fed. I put out some uh, deer candy, which if if none of y'all have tried that out, it's on in my opinion, it's on the same level as a tracks. Now I do like a tracks. I'm a huge fan of a tracks. Y'all know that. But I couldn't I couldn't find the ten pound bags of a tracks, and I couldn't really find the uh, the blocks. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna run up to tracks supply. I'll get deer candy. It's basically the same exact ingredients as a tracks. The only difference is. They use, um, or they don't use soybeans, but they got roasted peanuts, berry flavors, uh, molasses. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, it, it's a granular. So you literally have like a five pound bag. You just pour it out. And my method to it is, you know, my buddy Paul, who was on the last episode, I told him about a year ago, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll usually feed two to three days before I go in. And for some reason... I don't know why I didn't even think of this, but for some reason, the deer were always there when I'd go in the morning. And looking back, I mean, they, you know how they say hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm, I felt like such an idiot because, of course, those deer are going to get accustomed to that food being there. And they're, why would they go in daylight to eat there when they don't have to? It made perfect sense. So Paul was like, dude, if you're going to bait, go and put it out when you go in. Because if that bait's not there, you know, when, like when they, when they show up, but then it's there during the daytime when you're there, as long as they don't smell you, they're, they're probably not going to be accustomed to going at night. And so what I started doing is every time I walk in, I'll, you know, if I am going to bait, obviously on public, you can't bait. So that completely goes out the window. But when, uh, when I do go into my private spots, I'm going to probably have a bag of either buck bourbon, deer candy, or a tracks if I can find the 10 pound bag. And 
pour it out and just make sure that I'm as quiet as I possibly can be because the last thing I want to do is make noise when I'm setting up or when I first walk in. And then, I mean, I know nothing's probably going to come in unless it's the rut, but the rut's completely different. And I'll touch on that. And any of y'all that have been hunting for a long time, you know exactly what I'm going to say. But anyway, so I put the food out, those deer show up and the bucks, you know, they're just hanging out. And I'm like, all right, I've seen these deer before. I know they come in usually before the big boys do. I'm going to sit here and just wait and see what happens. You know, I'm, I, I was just happy to see deer, especially after how last year started. I, I'm telling y'all, I, I was just happy that there was at least something showing up, even if it wasn't a big buck. Um, but then a doe with two fawns come in and it was very tempting because she gave me so many opportunities to shoot, but I have a rule. I don't shoot fawns and I'm not going to shoot a doe with fawns. They still had like one or two spots. I saw them trying to nurse on her. Now she was kicking them off. She, she was in that phase of trying to, you know, um, get them to stop feeding off of her, kind of wean them off of her. But again, when I saw that, I was just like, all right, obviously this doe is, is not ready to be shot yet. She's still taking care of these babies. So I just let them, I just watched them. I just let them all feed and waited on, you know, Bluey or Pickles to show up. And if they showed up, they were getting the beans. So what was cool about it is those bucks, for some reason, the doe walked off. I don't think she was that far. She had to have only been like 30, 40 yards away, but she went down uh, down towards the creek a little where, where I'm set up. I couldn't, I couldn't see down in there. So the fawns were trying to eat, but what was funny about it is the bucks kept on kind of pawing at them and chasing them off, which I've never seen deer do before. Um, I learned a lot about, uh, just about deer by watching all of this. I saw the bucks hit a couple mock scrapes that I made on the edge of this field that I'm hunting, which was awesome knowing that what I put out worked especially now that I know exactly what branches they're using, that's going to really help. Um, so anyway, they keep running these fawns off and this doe comes busting out of the woods and like literally slaps one of these bucks and they just both run off. And I'm, I'm in there trying not to laugh because it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen because I fully expected it. I knew that she was going to come back and do that because these bucks were being pretty aggressive towards these, uh, towards these fawns. And so anyway, they run off the doe and the fawns keep eating i see the bucks to my left now um start you know hitting one of the mock scrapes and then the weirdest thing i've seen i've seen pictures of this but i've never actually seen it in person one of the bucks stood up on his hind legs this dude had to have been like six and a half seven foot tall i mean these deer i honestly i think i forgot how big whitetails can get um now like i said they weren't their antlers were nothing to, to really sneeze at. I mean, it's, again, it would have been cool. One of them was still in velvet. So, I mean, it was almost, it was tempting, but I don't want to burn a buck tag when I've got three spots that I know there's big deer at. Like it's, I'm not going to do that. So I see that the one buck do that. And I couldn't really tell if he was eating or if he was making like a mock scrape up really high. I can't see one of the older bucks doing that, but I mean, maybe he would, but, um, yeah, so I watched that. The bucks come back up, doe chases them off again. That happens like three or four times. And then they just, the does or the doe and the fawns just walk away. And then the bucks come back up and feed for a little bit. And by this time, you know, the bucks walk off. 
my grandparents are getting their house built so the builders came up started building and it was like ridiculously loud and I was like you know what I'm I'm just gonna call it I mean I know the time frame that Bluey and Pickles usually show up and it's if they're not there by 9 30 or 10 they're not really gonna show up uh Spartan Fords was showing that it's a transition area and normal movement day on this past Saturday so every single time it's been that way I've never seen these bucks come in you know any later than 9 30 um so I was like, you know what? I got stuff to do to get ready for public tonight. And I just went home, took care of the puppy, got, you know, got a nap cuz your boy was tired and got ready for public. And that's when the good day turned into a shitty day. Um my buddy Pocket came over. We uh got the got the truck all loaded down. Everything was ready to go or so I thought. I had my bow rope on my climber. Um, that was all tangled up. So when he got there, I was outside untangling it and getting it ready. Like an idiot, I balled it up and put it on the driveway and never grabbed it. This whole time on the way there, I was, you know, because I only live 15 minutes away from uh, from this WMA we were hunting at. And, you know, I was so, so concerned about, like, where we were going to go and what to expect and the weather and, and how to get him there because he'd never been there from my house before. Um long story short I forgot my bow rope so I had to basically rig something up once I got to my spot and it just I don't know it it worked but it was it was really frustrating so that kind of started the downhill hunt uh we all had on Saturday so we get to we get to the WMA I get all my stuff together I realized my bow rope's not there, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Ended up using the rope I used to keep my two pieces of the climber together. I detached one side and attached it to my bow so I'd be able to, you know, pull it up while I'm going up the tree. Um, so Pocket's getting ready. I'm, I'm getting my stuff ready. Josh shows up. He's getting his stuff ready, and we both we all decide. like So I was going to go hunt over by the pond because the way the wind was blowing, it was supposed to be an eastern, coming out of the east, going to the west. Well, almost every single spot that we've ever seen deer, they bed on the western side of this spot. And I do know where I saw that uh, giant buck last year um, that his his area that I think he's in I can set up in a tree that, you know, with the, with the wind blowing the way that it was, it would go over the little pond. So I'm like, perfect. He's not going to come from behind that way. So I can set up in one of those trees. My wind's going to blow behind me. If he comes out or if I see him, he's not going to smell me. But turns out there was a lot of dove hunters there. I did see a truck that was on the opposite end of that spot, um, of that little piece of woods that I was going to go into. So I decided not to go in that at first and go way deeper because i didn't i didn't want to be near any of the dove fields um last season when me and josh went we went in the morning and i'm telling y'all what it sounded like world war three like it was ridiculous um yeah so i just didn't want that to happen and it sounded pretty it sounded pretty similar to it you know to last year again this year so anyway josh goes off to the right of where we walked in he's going to or he went over by this bigger pond i went his same direction but for to left and then pocket went straight through there's a there's a field with a youth house that uh like the youth hunters can shoot out of and 
you know, I told him, I was like, dude, you know, we found sheds over there. Last year we saw bucks there on camera. I've seen deer there. They're going to be over there. That It's a food source. Right now, you still need to focus on food sources. So he he went, he had his climber, he figured out all the stuff he needed to figure out. And when me and Josh broke off, like I said, he went to the right, I took a left. And I, I went the deepest out of all of us and didn't even realize that I was going to be doing that. Um, what I should have done was go to my original plan and sit over by that pond. But again, I was worried about the dove hunters and it, it was just a mistake. It was, it was really stupid, honestly, because for whatever reason, I had all these plans and then I get there and I just didn't follow them. I don't, I don't know what it was. It, like I said, it was, it was a mistake. So I get to this spot and I'm starting to realize how deep I've gone. And I'm like, well, I'm already here. I'm sweating like crazy. You know, I'm just going to find a tree and get in it and sit, try to dry my sweat off. I didn't bring my nose jammer with me. I did spray down before I went. But at this point, dude, I was, I was dripping sweat because it was pretty hot out. It was muggy. It was humid. Um, so I couldn't, I couldn't find a tree. I get to this spot that I knew about. Um, had never seen any deer there, but I had seen some uh, markers from last year. So obviously people have hunted it. And thankfully I didn't see any markers. So I was like, all right, you know, we're the only people here. Nobody parked except for that one guy on the opposite end of where we were. Nobody had parked in this, in this little area on this WMA. And so we were the only people there. And so I get in the spot and I can't find a tree and I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, dude, you know, I'm sweating. It's getting late. I'm making a lot of noise. Um, cause you know, there was tons of sticks down. It just, it was it was terrible. So I finally found a tree, right? And get my climber on. All right, let me back up a minute. When I dropped my climber down um, to, you know, unlatch it and all that stuff and get it apart so there's two pieces, I, uh, for whatever reason, thought it'd be smart to use a ratchet strap. And I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> I uh, put the climber down and I popped the ratchet strap and it makes a ridiculously loud noise. So loud, I almost said, forget it. I'm going to take this back and hunt on the ground. Because like I've said before, I'm afraid of heights, which I'll get to. Um, but, you know, I, I like hunting out of a tree stand. But for whatever reason, I, it was my first time using the climber in almost a year. I just wasn't, I, I don't know, it, I just wasn't feeling it. And especially after that loud clinking noise, I was like, man, you know what? I'm really probably not going to see anything. So... I just decided, you know what? I'm going to set up in a tree. Uh, hopefully there wasn't any deer to hear, hear that, you know, loud snap, basically. I don't know. But again, I'm super sweaty. And I just, I don't, I, I lost all hope, honestly. And so I get in this tree. I think it's tight enough. I get up about 10 feet and I start feeling the bottom of my stand starts sagging. Now, again, I've got my harness on, but I don't feel like dangling from a tree if that's, if that you know, slips. I wasn't a pine tree. So the teeth were digging in, but at the same time, I, I just don't, I didn't like that feeling. So I should have gone up higher, but I didn't. And I sat there for about an hour and I, I was just, I was just not comfortable. I wasn't confident in anything that was happening. The bow hanger, the tree was really soft. The bow hanger was hanging pretty bad. Um, I was kind of worried my bow was going to fall. It just, it, it really felt like my first time hunting, which was stupid because I've done this before on this WMA and I've been fine. 
I mean, I, I have chosen the wrong tree before, but I know from that. I thought I learned from it, but apparently not. So I, I just get frustrated. I say, forget it. I get down. I pack all my stuff up for whatever reason. I don't know if I was tired because of how early I got up that morning. I, you know, excuses are excuses. I didn't put the ratchet strap back together properly. And I made it about a quarter of the way back to the truck where I was going to drop my stand off and then just hunt from the ground. And the tree stand slipped out and made a ton of noise. So I'm like, dude, I can't even hunt this side of the property now because I've, I've literally been acting like the biggest rookie in the world. And it, it I, needless to say, I was frustrated. I was extremely frustrated. Um, so anyway, I, I spend 20 minutes trying to figure out how to make this ratchet strap work for whatever stupid reason I could not get it. I finally got it good enough to where it wasn't going to slip. And I'm walking back. I've got the tree stand on one shoulder. I've got my bow in my left hand. And I turn around and I'm, I'm, at, I'm literally like huffing and puffing. It was stupid. It was immature. But I, like I said, I was frustrated, man. And you do stupid things when you're upset. Um, so I come around this corner and... I see this brown thing in the tall grass because the grass hadn't been cut yet. I see this brown, what to me looked like an ant pile or an anthill. So I was like, dude, that's a huge anthill. And I, I stopped for a minute and I look and this doe, she couldn't have been more than two years old. This doe is feeding 40 yards from me. Now the wind was in my face. Okay. So she could not smell me, but I'm in the complete wide open and I'm fully expecting her just to blow and run off. But shockingly, she didn't. She looked at me, bobbed her head up a little bit, tried to smell, couldn't smell me. So she just was like, okay, whatever, and went back to feeding. So I'm like, all right, this is it. 40 yards. I practiced at that. I can hit her. I can, I can be deadly with this. Maybe creep up a little bit, you know, because she had turned away from me at that point. Maybe creep up a little bit. Maybe try to get it to like 30 yards. And so what I did was I put my tree stand down. And the plan was to put the tree stand down, knock an arrow, get my release, get my rangefinder, and try to make a shot on this doe. Because at that point, I mean, she was alone. And I just, I was, I was, uh, I was frustrated. I'm like, this will make the trip so much better. So I get the tree stand down. And I'm searching for my release and I can't find it. It's, it's somewhere in my pocket on my hoodie, but I had so much stuff because I don't have a backpack yet. Um, I have so much stuff in this pocket. I've got bow hangers. I've got my harness or my uh, tree strap for my harness. I've got my range finder, my wind checker. I've got so much stuff. Cause I didn't like, literally I did not think I was going to see anything going back to the truck. So I just packed that thing full and I could not find my release at all. So I'm over here getting even more pissed because I have a deer right in front of me that if I can just find this thing, I can range her. If I don't have time to range her, I can get a little bit closer and, you know, have a pretty good guess on what the yardage was. Um, but nope, wasn't in the cards. She walked off, went into the woods as soon as I found my range finder, or I'm sorry, my release. And I slow, I knocked an arrow. I did my whole plan. I slowly walked up. Cause she was grazing really slow. So I'm thinking, and she never looked at me again. I'm thinking that I'm still going to see her and I can get a shot off. And maybe since I walked up so slow, you know, I'll have a, I'll have a decently close shot. I never saw her. I don't, I don't know what, 
you know, I don't even know where she went. I know she was in the woods. I know it was super thick. I could have gone after her, but it it's really tough. And Josh told me, you know, before we even walked in, because I mentioned the ground hunting thing, he's like, dude, it's so tough to do that uh, just down here that you could try, but you probably won't get anything. But I wanted to try it anyway. So once I realized she was gone, I went back, got all my stuff, put everything in the truck, sprayed back down with the nose jammer because I was sweating bullets at this point. Just I probably stunk terribly, Um, even though I had all my scent cover stuff on it. It doesn't work 100 percent. So I spray down. I I decide, okay, I'm not going to go back. That doe went towards where pocket was. So I didn't want to walk up on him possibly ruin a shot for him possibly bump deer that he was you know watching i didn't want to do that so i go over by the pond where i was originally gonna go and i'm again i'm hunting from the ground so i I can see you know ground level and i can see everything if there's a deer out in the open somewhere or feeding especially if it's a buck i'm gonna see it but then i go into the thicker stuff into the actual woods and it is ridiculously thick. I find a big enough tree that I can hide behind. I crouch down and I just decide to wait. I range a couple trees around me. I've got, I think the furthest shot was like a 32 yard shot, which I can definitely pull off. And I look to my left and about 80 yards away, I see a deer. Now I can't tell what it is. I can't tell if it's this big buck. I can't tell if it's a doe, but the problem is to get to it, there's literally no possible way to go through and be quiet it would take me three hours to go through all this stuff and even then there's tons of brush there's no like little paths or anything it it's basically impossible so i watch it i look around i'm trying to figure out if i can you know cut around it again the wind is good and it's 80 yards so i know this deer is not going to see me um and that that was basically it it started getting dark and I knew there was no way that I'd be able to get to it. And I'm not going to try an 80 yard shot because, you know, I don't even know what, what kind of deer it was. I didn't want to shoot a small buck, um, and burn a buck tag. You know, it's the opening weekend as much as I want to be really aggressive with it. I don't need to be. And so I just backed out, got back to the truck and was waiting on the boys to get back. Um, it took quite a while for Josh to get back, but then pocket calls me before josh gets back and says i'm stuck in the tree i can't get down and one of my biggest fears is getting stuck in the tree or falling down from a tree especially hunting in the evening and it start starting to get dark because like i don't i don't mind the dark in the woods um as i mean it i don't like it but i'll i'll do it obviously if i have to i don't know what it is for whatever reason when i hunt in the evening if 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 uh it runs late and it's dark and i'm not tracking a deer and or i'm walking back to the truck or whatever for some reason it freaks me out now that doesn't mean i'm not going to do it but i'm definitely not as comfortable as i am walking in on a morning when i know the sun's going to be coming back up and if people want to say you know i'm a sissy for that that's fine i don't i don't really care um so anyway pocket tells me that and i'm like well what do you mean you're stuck because he's he's got a new climber and I was like, are you stuck on a knob? Are you stuck on a branch? Did Are you stuck on bark? I mean, I can't see bark on a pine tree stopping you from going down, but maybe. Um, and he told me that the cable from his tree stand had embedded into the tree. 
I've never heard of a, of a, of a tree stand doing that like ever. So I'm like, all right, well, look, you know, try to figure it out. There's nothing I can do. I don't have a, a, a ladder and me getting in my climber is not going to help any, <sighs> excuse me. So I tell him, look, try to get down. There's still some light left. Um, when Josh gets back, if I don't hear from you, I'll call you. And if you need us to come get you, we'll figure something out. We'll come get you down. So Josh gets back. He tells me he sees a couple of does for whatever reason. He didn't shoot. I think he just, you know, didn't really want to. He probably wanted to go get a big buck or just a buck. I don't really know. Uh, we didn't really talk about it. Cause as soon as he showed up, I was like, dude, we got a problem pocket stuck in a tree. And now I knew where pocket was. Cause I was, I told him where to go. So I knew exactly where he was and I call him no answer, call him no answer. I finally call him like a sixth time and he answers because our service out there was terrible. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he got down about 10 feet and that's when he got stuck. So he was like, I just jumped. I was able to, you know, reach the top of the tree stand or so yeah, reach the top of the tree stand, pull it down on the bottom and then just sort of wiggle it down. And I felt bad, man. Cause I was like, dude, I told you to get a, a climber. I told you to go to this spot, told you what tree to go in. Like I felt like the biggest rookie that evening that I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I was done. I was frustrated. You know, it, I was mainly done because of the climber situation that I went through because it, it's, it's irritating when, you know, you have all this excitement and then stuff just goes terribly wrong. And especially after having such a good morning, I had really high hopes for this hunt and no one got anything. We all saw deer, which was good, but I just, I don't know. I felt bad for pocket getting stuck in, in the tree when it was getting super dark, you know, especially on a big place like that. Like it, I don't know. I, I I'm just glad he's all right. And it all worked out, but yeah, I, uh, I did not go. <sighs> Excuse me. Sorry, I got up really early this morning. Um, barely slept last night because the dog would not stop barking. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't go yesterday morning. I was going to, but with not having any daylight photos of the uh, of the deer over my in-laws, especially because I did pull my SD card from there again yesterday, and again, no daylight photos, uh, which is why I moved everything back to where it originally was, where I was getting daylight photos. Um I just, I don't know. I, I was kind of over it, to be honest. You know, it, I, I can't hunt my grandparents' place on Sundays or else I would have been there. Um, the good news about that place is Pickles and Bluey are still alive. They're, you know, I did find out that the neighbor who hunts has been putting feed out. So, you know, it's, it's his property. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, the competition aspect of it comes in, you know, and I know there's another hunter on the back end of the back neighbor's property that hunts. Apparently he doesn't really hunt that much, but I mean, he's got a cell camera and he's got a pretty, pretty expensive tree stand. So, I mean, I don't know why you'd spend all that money just to not hunt, but who knows, man? Uh, you know, it was a good weekend. Uh, my buddy, Paul giving him a shout out. He got a doe opening morning. Um, so tiny tiny tigers is on the board, at least with that. Now it's just up to me and doc to get some does and hopefully a couple bucks. Um, giving a shout out to my buddy JD. He had an opportunity on two does this weekend. He missed his first one, 
and then had a bad shot on the second one. You know, it just it just is what it is, man. It happens. And that's what I keep trying to tell everybody who who's told me like all my buddies that have told me about bad shots or, or missing or not seeing anything. It's like it's opening weekend and it happens. Mistakes happen, bad things happen. That's part of bow hunting. Um you know, and, and and they asked me why I didn't shoot those deer. And like I said earlier, I just I've got a I've got a standard over there and I've got you know, my own set of rules that I'm going to follow and I'm not going to break them. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going back to my grandparents on Saturday and hopefully I can figure out a way to either get Bluey or Pickles to show up or hopefully they just show up. I'm going to go with the same tactic that I used last time. It's not going to be raining. So I don't really know what to expect with the movement. Um, they were there last night. I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) I don't mean to keep yawning. Um, They were there last night. And for whatever reason, they've been showing up, you know, at like 1.30 in the morning. And I did think, because when I went in Saturday morning, they both were there at 1.30. And I thought, okay, cool. Six, seven hours, they're going to eat again. I'll be here. I put new feet out. And they didn't show up. So, I don't know. I mean, next weekend... I guess the plan is kind of the same thing, you know, only got my eyes on them or any buck of that caliber or bigger. Um, I don't really expect to see any new bucks soon just because it's not the rut. It's not even the pre-rut yet. Uh, The good thing is I did get another month of hunting permission at my in-laws place. So I will get to hunt the the pre-rut there. Um, So that'll be nice. That's when I killed the prayer buck. So we'll see. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to go down. I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm not going to jinx it. As far as I know, I could not see a single deer over there. That place is probably as hard to hunt as public is. And you know, I've got to be smart with it. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of the plan. And you know, we're, it's, we're just gonna, we're going to keep trucking. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot better now that it's hunting season. You know, I, it feels good to be back. Um, oh, an update on some gear that changes that I made. Uh, so in the last episode I was getting, or I was going fixed, um, that changed. I had to go back to the G5 mega meet, um, which shout out to my buddy, Andy Freeman, his wife killed one of their target bucks opening evening with the mega meat and that hole was ridiculous i mean absolutely ridiculous so that's awesome that they uh got to do that and congrats to them it was a solid buck and uh yeah so i went back to the mega meat because my exodus for whatever reason were not flying right now does that mean that they're bad broadheads no it doesn't it probably had something to do with my bow. It probably had something to do with one of the arrows or with the arrows. But I was testing it the day before season. I'm not going in the woods when something's flying weird. You know, like I won't use that. So maybe it's just I need to tune the bow more. I don't really know. I haven't taken the time to mess with it. Uh, because, you know, I, I, the Mega Meat's going to do fine. I don't have that far of a shot, at least right now. So I don't see it being an issue. Plus, you know, the, like I said, in the, a bunch of previous podcasts, the arrow weight I'm using, it's plenty. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a big day for this podcast. Um, I really want to tell y'all who's coming on, you know, because it, it's, it's a huge, huge honor to have this guy on, but I'm going to save it for when I drop the episode. Um, you know, we, we were going to do it last week, but we had some scheduling issues and thankfully he's taking some time out of his evening tomorrow to record. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff and you know, it's, it's just going to be a really good episode. So yeah, that's basically it for uh, Monday blues. (laughs) I guess that's what I'll call this, but, um, yeah. So, uh, that's it. Good luck to everybody this weekend. Anyone that's hunting right now, I've seen a lot of good deer get killed. Um, y'all go check out, um, JD's podcast, go check out double a outdoors TV. Um, go check out the rest of the episodes that I've been putting out and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's deer season y'all get your stuff together. If you haven't killed a deer, it, it's no big deal. You know, we've got six months and, and I think like seven months if, if, uh, you know, or no, you know, I don't think it's that long either way. We've got a lot of time. Okay. Like it, it, it is what it is, you know? Don't go in there too much and booger up the place and then be like how I was last year and have absolutely no deer movement whatsoever. Um, that's a big, big thing. I keep, I told JD, I was, you know, one of his, one of his deer, the deer he had a bad shot on before he went in, he called me and was like, dude, I've got deer on this property showing up at this time, but that's always when I'm over at the other property. And then when I'm at the over, over at that property where the deer were showing up, they're at the other property. And I'm like, well, dude, obviously something's changed there. Something's going on. And it turns out he was riding his four wheeler in, which that that's perfectly fine. You know, if you want to do that, by all means, go ahead. But in my opinion, if you're riding something loud like that to your tree stand, you can't expect deer to go to that. Even if you ride around back there, they're not going to go to that. I mean, that, that I figured everybody would assume that. And I'm not knocking JD at all. I mean, he, he's, a very smart guy. Um, and I understand why he did it, you know, cause he rides his four wheeler back there all the time. I, if I did that, I probably would have thought the same thing, but it just made more sense to basically say, Hey, look, ditch the four wheeler, walk in. It might take you a little longer, but just walk in, be as quiet as you can. Um, he tried the nose jammer stuff out. I told him to try the deer candy stuff out, but he, he couldn't find it. So he just went ahead and got, um, I think it's like, I think trophy rock makes it. I think it's like, uh, cherry bomb. And he had deer show up. He never got busted. He was at this spot that he thought deer were going to be, and and they were. He switched up where he was going to go because he wasn't going to. He was not going to go to this spot. He was going to go to the other one because, I guess, some deer were showing up. And I get that, but if if you know these deer know you're coming in, you've got to change something. Something has to change because if it doesn't, you're basically just going to be ruining the spot more and more every time you go. So um, he went took a shot on a doe unfortunately we all go through it it happens to everybody it was a bad shot i've made bad shots too you know i've I've been in that exact situation and it sucks man so i I, my heart goes out to him but hey like i've just said it's the first weekend the only thing you can do in this situation is bounce back so yeah that's it for uh monday blues episode y'all tune in probably either tomorrow night or wednesday morning 
I'm going to be dropping that episode with um, the very special guest. Like I said before, I'm honored to have this guy on and y'all are really going to enjoy this episode. So thank you for listening. That is Monday Blues. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Go give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel.